You're listening to Chapter 8, The Arrival. Then the seed opened. I bore you one morning, just before spring. My head rang like a fiery piston. My legs were towers between which a new world was passing. An excerpt from Audre Lorde's 1968 poem, Now That I Am Forever With Child. On Instagram, you can find just about anything you're looking for. And that includes labor and childbirth resources and a community of doctors, specialists, and birth workers like Shayla. The platform has given Shayla a meaningful way to connect with other birth workers, yeah, but also other parents, hopeful parents, and loved ones too. On the gram, Shayla is open, sharing her experiences as a four-time home birther. She's generous, oftentimes giving her followers a front seat to what's happening with her body and her health. Hello, you guys. Guess what? That right there is what we call Bloody Show. So this one means I'm officially in labor. I am freaking out just a little bit. In late September 2020, Shayla went live on Instagram to share her fifth labor. Fully independent and in control of her birth plan this time around, filming this birth was just one of the many new things Shayla wanted to try with this baby. I wanted to try to progress labor with, uh, you know, like with intercourse. And like I had never done it before, but that was on my list. I was like, I want to do that this time, you know, and we did. (laughs) I wanted to have a labor that didn't hurt. And, you know, I was like, I I kept hearing these people talk about having a supernatural labor. And they're like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't. And I'm like, well, (laughs) if that's a thing, I definitely want, you know, to have a labor that doesn't hurt. And then I did. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't hurt. It like I it didn't hurt. Um, I was like, I wanted to have, you know, a baby shower. Like I had that like. Oh, I wanted it filmed. And while this wasn't their very first unassisted birth, it was the first time Shayla and Eric had been unassisted from beginning to end. No doctor, no nurses, no midwives, just Shayla and Eric at his parents' home in Mississippi. Shayla and Eric had been preparing for this moment for so long. They'd always had a birth plan for each baby, but with each birth and each lesson, they found themselves relying on it less and less. With this fifth baby, the plan was actually more of a guideline, a helpful list of what supplies Eric needed to buy at the store ahead of time. And Eric was completely down for the IG experience too. Leading up to Shayla's birth, he took to his own account to share how he was preparing for this birth. Hello, so today we're gonna go through the birth kit. We'll start here. This is my wife's bag for her breast pump. So that's something that's not needed until after the birth, but you want to have it uh, close at hand, make sure that it works, make sure all the parts inside are clean and everything. And also in here, we just, I use this to store um, the fetal Doppler I bought. These are pretty cheap. I got this one for, I think like 30 bucks. Um, here we have inside this bag, two bottles of hydrogen peroxide. That's for sanitation. We have these under pads. If you've never seen these, these are just, just plastic pads with a cloth built into them and that absorbs everything and the plastic keeps it from running off. So that's very important for unassisted birth because there's a lot of fluids involved in the birthing process and you want to keep not just everything clean, but you want to be able to keep mom clean. This birth kit was bursting. 
There were gloves and wipes, diapers for the new baby, and maxi pads, essential oils, and tea for Shayla. Of course, there was a whole lot of witch hazel and hand sanitizer, clean towels and a drop cloth to safely cover the birthing area. More than anything, though, Eric and Shayla trusted each other. Between the two of them, they had everything they needed for a successful outcome, for another beautiful baby brown. For this one, it was more just, okay, we know, we trust ourselves, let's just picture it all going well. And that was, I think, I mean, yeah, we pray, but I don't, I don't want to put a picture in people's mind of us holding hands and getting on our knees. It was more like visualizing. It was more like us saying, this can't happen. God does want that for us. There's no reason for us to fear that it won't happen. And instead, we should make space for it to happen, even if we don't have a plan to make it happen. Back over in Iowa, in the final stretch leading up to baby Zay's arrival, Anasia's birthing experience was unfolding much differently. From the get-go, she was already on high alert because of COVID-19. Then one day, she had started experiencing shortness of breath. So she checked in with her doctor. And so my provider was like, we're going to induce you. And I was like, oh no, is he okay? Like, what's wrong? And she's like, no, it's just um, you have a very small torso and uh, he is fully grown. And like you said, the reason why you're having shortness of breath is not because you have covid it's because he is rather large and um, there's nowhere for him to go. Anasia's planned induction was scheduled just six days before her original due date. And even though she was COVID negative, the pandemic was still wreaking havoc on Anasia's emotions in other ways. Around the country, hospital protocols were shifting quickly. It became hard to keep up with all the changes. In many cases, The number of visitors per hospital stay was cut to just one or two support folks. In some cases, people were forced to labor in isolation. But then they decided, since our numbers were down in Story County, even though they were high in all the rural counties around us, they said that I could have my one person and then my doula can count as medical. Anasia was relieved that she wouldn't be having this baby alone. She needed her doula Jasmine by her side. And choosing her one other person was a no-brainer. She wanted it to be her dear friend, Lori, a former coworker of hers in Ames. And I knew immediately, though, that I wanted it to be somebody that was older, someone that had kids. Because um, they're just more reliable people. Like, all my friends that are, like, 50-plus are more reliable. Like, those are the people I like to kick it with. They're great spirits. And, um, you know, I just, I like the aura she gives off. And so I was like... And I knew at the same time she used to be an advocate at my job, so she knows how to be like, hey, can y'all leave her alone? Like, <laughs> Between Jasmine and Lori, Anasia knew she was in good hand as she headed to the hospital. The doctor uh, from Doran Clinic, she came in that morning. Um, I got there at 7.30 a.m. like she told me to. Why is she strolling at 9-something? She said that I was already starting to dilate. The medical team gave her Pertocin, an IV medication used to stimulate contractions. And it didn't take long for her labor to start. Then I started feeling the pains, the contractions and all that. Like, I was like, oh, my back felt like it was on fire. And I'm telling them, and they're like, oh, well, if you want epidural, when you do it now, what's your decision? I'm like, yes. They're like, we have to do it now in this window. But then no one showed up in that window that they told me. I was like, what the heck? As Anasia anxiously waited for her epidural, over in Hilo, Ciara was getting antsy trying to get a hold of her midwife. 
After waking up with a boundless amount of energy and channeling it all into a couple of walks around her favorite park, Ciara recognized what were early labor pains because she'd had the same sensations right before she gave birth to her oldest daughter, Tiare. So she knew how this would go down. Well, I told my midwife that my baby will come quick. She was like, okay. And I called her, I said, I think I'm in labor. And she was like, okay. And she's like, well, I'll be there in a few, like, a few hours, blah, blah, blah. But something told her that she should get there sooner. She just came. Daryl, the midwife, and Ciara's doula started getting the house ready. We moved the, well, they moved. I didn't do shit because um, I was doing shit. Um, the table and put the, the, the bath where, the, you know, the birthing tub where the table is. And um, yeah. The plan was for Ciara to have another water birth. But beyond that, she and Daryl preferred not to do too much extra planning. We just, you know, Daryl and I are really, like, we're in the flow. Like, we don't necessarily, because, you know, I find in my world anyway, like, when you plan so much, especially giving birth, when you plan this and you plan, it don't, it don't. How you plan it, it's not how it was going to happen. It just always derails somehow and goes this way when you were trying to go that way. This go-with-the-flow home birth was definitely something her family just couldn't wrap their minds around. I mean, I know that um, when I, like, you know, just like, because I birthed my kids at home, like, you know, when I told my family that, they were like, what? Oh, no. Like, what is something? I'm like, nothing's going to happen except me pushing a baby out my vagina. Like, it's going to be fine, you know? But Ciara and Daryl's non-birth plan plan worked out for them. And that's all that mattered. So Ciara continued to labor quietly at home while Lilinoy prepared to make her grand debut. So here's that labor and delivery gown. It has these snaps right here for easy skin to skin and for easy breastfeeding once baby gets here. And in the back, it has snaps. Can you see this? Just like a hospital gown that's open in the back, except it's not open in the back. So, um, and it's got pockets. Yeah, that's it. While Shayla stayed engaged with her IG audience, she was also mindful that these were her last few moments with her older boys before the baby arrived. You know, I was kind of hanging out with the kids for a while to not leave him <laughs> stranded with the children while I'm in labor, you know? <laughs> so I, I convinced myself like, okay, you know, you know how this works. You're gonna have to focus, going in the back. But much to her followers' surprise, Shayla's wish list for this birth didn't include her kids. Okay, some of you guys asked if I was going to or how I was going to include my kids in the labor process. I honestly hadn't thought about doing that. My, uh, my goal was to not include them and to try to find someone to keep them. And then I thought about including them and y'all, being a stay-at-home mom means that my kids are my job and so they're like work for me. And they just put me in this headspace, um, and it can be stressful <laughs> too. So I just, they kind of represent work. And it's like being in labor at work to have them around while I'm doing it. So I don't want to include them, I guess, to answer your question. Um, yeah, because it, it stresses me out. <laughs> 
and puts me in a headspace, and I can't labor that way. Away from the kids, Shayla got settled in her in-laws' bedroom, which they had already offered to her as a birthing space. So now she could really get comfortable. I watched um, the Clark Sisters movie, actually. Um, I just took some time to watch that, and it was I was so happy that I like I start I was contracting regularly because I was just in such a good space mentally, you know, and I was just focusing on being happy and being comfortable and being excited and just trying to talk myself into like it's okay for you to be back here by yourself, you know, just really spending time with myself. Um and I was having contractions and like I said they just they didn't hurt and I was just so grateful for that cuz I had I had now that I prayed hard about because I I was having trouble believing they're like what so you was in labor that didn't hurt you know so I pray real hard about that um so just really like man this is really happening oh my goodness I am in labor and it does not hurt the rest of the house was hushed but humming along Eric's parents were there Shayla's sister had come up to be there in time for the birth Shayla wanted her to film the delivery And although her mom wasn't going to be there for the birth itself, she did make the drive up from the Delta a couple weeks before. She wanted to decorate the birthing room something special. Okay, this is the finished product. Now do it again. Wait, I'm trying to get the whole room. Okay. Well, yeah, almost. I still got some stuff on the floor. We're getting there. What you think, Sammy? Of what? Of the room. What do you think about the room? It's cool. As the day unfolded, Eric would bring all the supplies into that room. He'd carefully lay down the drop cloth and made sure they had everything ready. Eric wanted to make sure he had time with Shayla, just the two of them. Like after the kids went to bed, it me, he and I spent more time together. But again, I wasn't like in pain, so. We were just like hanging out, you know, I mean, he was there and like we were just hanging out doing this, talking about birth and talking about what was happening. And yeah, on the phone, um, sharing the journey with followers and stuff, you know, and people are like really into it. And um, it just it felt good. I felt like I was on top of it. You know, I felt really on top of it. And it, it just felt like we were doing something fun. <laughs> Shayla's followers were loving all these details. In the chorus of comments, People she'd never met in life were sharing good vibes and sending her words of love and encouragement. It was beautiful. But the downside of streaming live on the internet for all to see is that the internet is going to do what it does. Okay, y'all. I am... uh, Contractions are, like, starting to be between seven, eight minutes. Between, I'm sorry, eight and six minutes apart roughly so still kind of all over the place but i wanted to share that i was on a roll and then this white lady came with a comment and then i end up arguing with her the woman left a comment saying shayla had incorrectly identified her mucus plug which prevents bacteria from reaching the uterus and baby the back and forth threw shayla off and her contractions were now 20 minutes apart and i had to be like wait no girl you know what you're talking about just chill and you know as i I just had to recenter so that my labor could start back. So. Shayla decided to turn this into a teachable moment for all her other followers tuning in. So I just want to 
I remind you that if you are in a hospital birth somewhere, you have an agitated nurse or doctor and your labor stalls, um, remember that uh, putting you in stress mode can stall your labor. So I had to just stop doing that because that was throwing me off. Why would I do that? I knew better. Meanwhile, Anasia was still waiting for her epidural and she was getting more and more frustrated. The nurse told her that someone would be coming by to help her within 20 or 30 minutes. But more than an hour and a half later, Anasia was still waiting. Then thankfully, her doula Jasmine arrived. She was like, wait, what time did they tell you? And I'm like, they told me this. And so she's like, let me go find somebody. So she went and found the nurse and the nurse came in and she, I guess she had talked to them out there in the hallway. Cause then she came in and was like, oh, okay, let me get the guy up here. Like he should be on his way. Moments later, the anesthesiologist finally came through. But actually getting the epidural was a whole nother problem. And then I'm really short. I'm like fun size. I'm not short. I'm fun size. And so I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and he can't really like get to my back that way. So he's like, we're going to lift the bed up. So like the one nurse that I had that was cool nurse, she came in there and she brought a chair over to my feet. And we used like a step stool. The only step stool she found on the floor was stayed in my room. So we took the step stool. I stepped up on the edge of the bed and I was on the edge of the chair with my feet propped up so that he can get to my back while I was sitting on the bed. And so it was just like this whole weird experience. Like, and I couldn't really hunch over it and I'm having these contractions. So I'm like, ah, and I'm like in a lot of pain trying to breathe. And Jasmine's like trying to help me breathe because of course all these classes were online because it was COVID. So like birthing, breathing classes, parenting classes, burping, all this stuff was online. But this wasn't class and this wasn't Zoom. No, this was the real deal. And so I'm just like, I was listening. <laughs> and so now I'm like trying to meditate and it's not working. I can't meditate through this pain. Oh my God. And so I can't breathe because I'm panicking. She's like, just breathe, Nage. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, you have to breathe. And the nurse is like, you have to breathe. And dude's like, you have to breathe. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, can you breathe a little bit more? I'm like, <laughs> Still, it took a while for the epidural to kick in. The hospital team wanted to make sure Nasia didn't get too numb on either side. So they wanted to start rotating her. But things went from routine to scary when Anasia started to feel like she wasn't being listened to or taken seriously. I was laying on the bed and I, I told them, like, I can't lay on my right side. Like, it's too painful. Like, I have scoliosis. And, like, I just can't. Like, every time I try to lay on my, pain, on my left, right side, it's just the sharp pains shoot through my body. And they're like, well, we have to because you'll get too numb on one side. So they're, like, taking this mat under me and, like, rotating me. This was the same side where her scoliosis always flares up and what she had told the doctors before. They rotate me to the right, and I'm just like, I'm in pain, I can't feel this. It's like, you'll be okay once it kicks in, and they're just like, keep telling me you'll be okay. And I'm like, I'm not okay. And the training nurse, it was like one of them was training, she's sitting in there, and she goes like, is this what it's supposed to look like? And she's looking at the heart monitor, and they saw his heart rate drop from 155 to like 119 really quickly, like in a matter of seconds. And they're like, oh, and they hurry up and rotate me on my back, and then it goes back to normal. And they're like, yeah, so we're not going to put you on your right side. And I was like, I told y'all that was a problem. Like, and they didn't listen at all to me telling them like over and over again, I cannot be on my right side. Through it all, Anasia was just so grateful she wasn't alone and that she had people looking out for her. It was very helpful to have Jasmine and Lori in there because like I would say something and I might just mumble it under my breath because I'm upset or something. And then they would reiterate that for me um, or Jasmine would like pull them aside because she knows like if I would hear their responses I would get upset and then I wouldn't breathe right um and so that was helpful also she'd be like well 
would you like for me to speak to them or do you want to speak to them and I could bring them to you and so I like that she was asking those questions rather than just going to talk to them or rather just telling me tell them you know she was like what would you like to do And the only thing Ciara wanted was for this baby to come out. But as her labor with Lili Noy progressed, she found herself once again butting heads with her midwife. I knew how I wanted to give birth in my my midwife. Remember she had like this birthing stool? She's like, you should try it. And I'm looking at her like, I don't want to try it. Like I could tell you right now, I don't want, I want to be in the water. She's like, no, you should try it. And I tried out, I got up. Like, not that, that is not the way to go for me anyway. Ciara knew what it felt like to listen to her body as it brought life into the world. She just wished her midwife was on the same page. Ciara was down on all fours. She'd done this before. It was completely intuitive at this point. And all those familiar pains from Tiare's birth came rushing back, just like clockwork. Literally with Lily Noy, I was like, oh shit, there's that pain again. Like, oh my God, why did I do this to myself? Literally, why did I do this? Why the fuck did I do this to myself again? Like I literally, and I remember like Daryl, like with Lily Noy, like he was opening coconuts and like he, and he's like, I'll go get you another coconut. And I'm like, looked at him and my, like I grabbed him and I'm like, do not leave me, please don't leave me. Ciara knew this baby was coming at any moment and she wanted Daryl to be there right next to her the whole time. The coconuts would just have to wait a little bit longer. Oh my gosh, y'all, my water just broke. That has never happened to me before. Like, not in, not bo- not this soon before pushing. Well, she wigging out. I am freaking out a little bit. I did not expect that. Like, that's, wow. Okay. Even with an entire IG Live audience tuned in, and her husband and sister watching on, Shayla was in her zone. Everything she'd been manifesting all these months was finally coming to fruition. Okay, y'all, I am currently having a contraction and I'm a little freaked out because it doesn't, doesn't hurt. I've been praying that I had a birth, a supernatural childbirth, where the contractions don't hurt. God, this don't hurt. I'm freaking out a little bit. But I'm also very grateful. So thank you, Jesus. I appreciate it. Feeling good, Shayla decided to lay down and take a little nap. But when she woke up about 15 minutes later, she was in a bad mood. And as she sat up, she started to feel a whole lot more pain than before. And all of this let Eric know that it was officially go time. Okay, let's get in position, put down towels, uh, put on gloves, let's get ready. And you kind of put your head on the bed and kind of got on your knees a little bit. And I tried to, I'm trying to catch this for on your phone for you and stuff. And then you just start this certain groan, like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, phone, you gotta catch it later. <laughs> Well, with Tiare, I was quiet. I, but I was screaming in my head, so I thought I wasn't 
This time around with Lilinoi was kind of the same. Ciara was pretty quiet up until the baby started to move even further down her birth canal. It's um, really painful. It's very painful to have a baby. <laughs> like you are speaking to like the ethers. Like what? what's wrong? Like why would you do this to me? Um, I like having kids at home because like, you know, I... I mean, this is a lot, but they don't tell you this. Like, I mean, I I knew it, but they don't like people don't say like you do do. You have to do do. Like, you have to go number two. Like, when you're giving birth, like because basically the baby is descending your whole mid section. Like, you know, and the colon gets pushed out, and then like you know, like the 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 um, contractions and everything's happening. Meanwhile, Anasia's doctors wanted her to try a couple practice pushes. They had me do two practice pushes just like just before midnight. Uh, they were like, well, let's see if you can do this. I put my legs up. I told them I couldn't hold my legs. My wrists were messed up. They gave me a hard time about that. But anyway, I finally got the first push and then I kind of smelled some stuff and I'm like, oh God, no. And they're like, do another push. And I did another push. He started crowning and they were like, oh. As Ciara leaned over the birthing tub on all fours, she began the breath of fire, an assertive breathing technique that relaxes the muscles and helps her let go. You have to be strong. Like, like you know, you do the breath of fire, I do yoga, you know, you do your mula bandha, like you do your uriana bandha, like you do your, you know, you engage, you like, you know. And they heard him got the stirrups up and um, they were like, he's ready to go. So I run and... Sure enough, the baby's coming, and then I'm like, okay, we see the head, and it's in my hand. Like, I literally couldn't get the sentence out. Shayla, Ciara, and Anasia had just spent the past nine months carrying their babies, carefully preparing for their arrivals, and now they were finally here. For Anasia, this was her first time giving birth. After six years of trying to become a bio mom, Anasia was over the moon. I was like, I want to see him. Give him here, give him here. And uh, <laughs> like, and she was like, yeah, like, because obviously they're going to give him to you, but... <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, give him here. And like, she put him on me and I told them I wanted him slimy, like don't wipe him off yet. And so like they put him on me and then Jasmine's trying to take the picture and Lori's trying to take the picture because I wanted this picture. And the lady's trying to wipe him off and I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and she's like, okay, okay. And she like backs up and then they like wipe him off while he's on me. And, uh, and I was just like sniffing him and like kissing his forehead and like crying and stuff. And I was just like, okay, we made it. You're here, man. You're here. Like, you're mine. You're all mine. I kept saying that. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, um, I think, yeah, once I kissed his forehead is when it felt officially real. Like, I was like, okay, my babe's here. With Jasmine and Lori by her side, Anasia was finally saying hello to her Isaiah. While Anasia hoped he would hurry and come on the 8th, her favorite number, she also knew her child. Like, I knew he was going to do that because I wanted him to come on the 8th 
he was not gonna come on a if he wanted to come on a night and um and play that odd number for me but uh i really wanted that eighth and um he (laughs) decided to hold off and even though this wasn't ciara's first time it was still taking her a minute to adjust to it all it's weird i don't know is there something wrong with me i don't know it's not like i'm not like oh and i'm just like okay like i was in pain like the, the placenta didn't come out right away like this placenta was still in me like i shake like like this like i my hands shake for like a good hour like as all the the adrenaline running through the body like to me it's not like you know when like you see video and pictures of moms and they're getting oh and they cry i'm not like that i'm not i'm like all right peace what's up you're cute i'm not the gushy I'm more gushy with my parents. Like, I was like, oh, look at him. Probably because I didn't push him from my vagina. Like, it was a lot. Like, that nine months really sets a toll on you, and you're just like, oh, my God. This birth was a spiritual affair. On February 2nd, 2019, the Hawaiian goddess of fire, Pele, had finally stopped erupting. That same day, Ciara and Daryl welcomed their own little goddess, Lilinois into the family. Way over in Mississippi, the Browns were in the throes of that same mix of afterbirth energy and exhaustion. Well, initially, you know, I just felt relief, like great relief, like, okay, wow, it's over. And we we just did this, you know, and just something about this time, it really hit me like, you just caught this baby. Like, like he didn't hit the floor, <laughs> you know, you caught him as he was coming out. And I don't, I, I, I can't even explain it. It's just, it, it really sank in or it just really, like, wow, you, you, you were the one who delivered your own baby. Like, I don't know, something about that was just, I guess, cool, you know? But relief and then, like, really realizing, like, wow, you just, you did that. Like, nobody else was here to do it. For Eric, he had just delivered their baby by himself. And he was overcome by both old and new feelings. Um, so let's get the bad part out of the way. It smells terrible, um, but it feels amazing because, like I said, I had wanted to do this so bad. Um, but the first time, that's when, like, when I caught David, our fourth child, that's when the, the rush and the, the, the not shakiness, but there's something inside, deep inside that feels shaky, um, like... Yeah, maybe that's excitement um, and happiness. That's the happiness that they speak of. But it was it was amazing. And catching the fifth baby was equally amazing. And I felt more pride than just the excitement and the amazement. I felt a whole lot of pride because not only had I been allowed to do it again and I had successfully done it again, but the whole world saw me this time like this. There's no more ball away to be a birth partner. Shayla and Eric had prayed for this moment for so long. And just like Shayla hadn't felt much pain throughout much of her pregnancy or even during labor, this baby barely cried. And EJ was really quiet at first. So, of course, you know, it's like, is he all right? Is everything okay? As Eric and Shayla marveled at their beautiful baby, at this incredible moment, 
the couple realized that they still hadn't decided on a name for him. And then I thought, he looks a lot like you. He looked a lot like Eric. Like, he looked a lot like Eric, you know, coming out. I was like, his, is that what we decided that his name was going to be? Or did we decide? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, we hadn't decided on a name for him before then. I think that's when we decided, like, he should have your name because he looks just like you. On September 27, 2020, in Columbus, Mississippi, Eric Jr., a.k.a. EJ, made his way Earthside. His mom and dad, and his auntie who videotaped it all, they were thrilled to bear witness to it all. With EJ, the Brown family was now complete. Beautiful stable. Good job. That was. That was great. Talking about no more. That's why she always be like, I'm okay, I'm ready to do it But before Shayla could even think about doing anything else, it was time to get some rest. Because after all, this was just the beginning. Next on Natal, we hear how Anasia, Ciara, Shayla, and Eric adjust to life postpartum as they care for their babies and themselves. Two quick things before you go. First, a very special thanks to Shayla and Eric Brown for granting our team access to their Instagram and home video footage for this chapter of Natal. Second, We've been talking about birth plans a lot lately, so I wanted to tell you that we teamed up with our friends at NPR's Life Kit to produce an episode on how you and your loved ones can create and manage a birth plan from pregnancy all the way to postpartum. You'll hear from a few familiar voices, including parent storyteller Anasia Sturdivant, as well as midwife Tanya Smith-Johnson. Click the link in our show notes to listen. 